you would take your Bibles this morning, turn to Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to be in verses 21 through 31. I'm going to read out the uh, NIV translation this morning as we're on this theme about renewal and uh, looking at the first two months in uh, 2020 about renewal and time to renew all things in our life. And we're going to be looking at God's word about things that we need to renew so that we're on the right track in this year of 2020 and get a clear vision of what God wants to do in our individual lives and what God wants to do in our church as well. So we're going renew all things and this morning I want to focus on renewing our strength power to press on and there are times in our life that it seems like the storms of life life in general comes at us like a storm and it hits us and it kind of knocks the wind out of us Uh, it seems like it's hard to press on and keep moving on matter of fact uh, when the storms of life hit us and they hit us hard we sometimes will even question can I go on I don't know if I can go on. I don't know if I can press on. And what can get really bad when we get to that mentality where we're kind of down and out and discouraged, we begin to question, where is God in the midst of this? And does God even know what's going on? Is God concerned about me? Does God care about me? Does God even hear my prayers? And you can get to a point that you just don't feel like that you can bear it anymore. And so the storms of life can sometimes hit us that way where it just seems to knock the wind out of us. When we look at Isaiah chapter 40 that we're going to look at today, the uh, children of Israel, the Israelites, are kind of at that same point in their life. They have been beaten up as an army. They have been defeated. Their temple has been destroyed. And they have been submitted to Babylonian captivity. And we'll see in these scriptures that they kind of express some words that Isaiah records that they're saying, God, what's going on here? And Where are you, God? And do you even understand or to even care about what's going on. They're basically saying, God, are you out of touch with us? Are you out of touch of what's happening in our life? And we can kind of feel that same way in our lives at points that we feel like God's out of touch, that we don't understand any meaning behind what's happening in our life. We don't understand why it's hitting us and why now. A lot of questions about why. And so when we look at these scriptures this morning, the Lord reveals to the children of Israel some enlightenment about that we are not alone when the storms of life hit us. And when those storms of life hit us, sometimes it's not a setback, but it's a setup for something that God wants to do in our life. And so let's look at this together. We're going to read in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 21. And I'm reading this out of the NIV. It starts out with a couple of questions, questions that's good for us to ask ourselves this morning. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? A lot of questions there that is actually being asked by God to his people. Do you, do you not know? Do you not understand? Have you not heard? Is all of this kind of passing by the knowledge that I have shared with you from the past? And then he goes in verse 2, he says, He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy, and he spreads them out like a tent to live in. So God is saying, you're questioning whether I even am in touch, whether I know what's going on, if I even care about you. And he says, do you not understand that the circle of the earth... He said, I sit enthroned over it. I am looking over everything that goes on on the earth. He said, I I spread out the heavens like a canopy. I have it all covered. Not only am I sitting and watching what's going on, but I have everything covered about what is happening underneath me. 
He goes on to verse 23. And remember, they're in captivity. They've been kind of abused by the Babylonians. And he says, he, meaning God, brings princesses to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground that he blows on them and they wither and like a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. So God is saying, not only do I see what all is going on and not only do I have everything covered, but he said, what you are in the midst of right now, what seems to be having dominion over you? He said, like that, I can change everything. I have power all over it. In verse 25, he says, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One. God says, in your mind, these comparisons that you're making, these thoughts that you're having, he said, have you lost the comparison of who I am and how great I am and how mighty I am and what I have the power and ability to do? He said, who is my equal and who can you compare in your thoughts to who I truly am? In verse 26, he says, lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He said, take just a moment and just look up into the skies. Look all around you at what I have created. He said, who has created all this? He who brings out the starry host one by one. I love this. <laughs> you can take just a moment in this particular verse when he's saying, look at the heavens. If we could just imagine that this was a, a nighttime and we were all outside and God just said, take a look out into the starry skies and just look at all the mass of the skies and the stars and the uh, satellites and all the things that are out there. Take a, just a glimpse at it. And then he goes on to say, and I brought them out one by one. Millions of stars out there, but he said, they're not just like millions to me. You see, there's so much significance in what God is saying about the starry host one by one. He's saying, you look in the sky and you're seeing millions of stars and you're seeing these collections that create galaxies. And he said, to me, I just put them out there one by one by one. And he calls them each by name. Because of his great power and, power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Now, why in the world would Isaiah put that in there? He's saying, if God sees and knows the very intricate parts of every star in the sky, though there's millions of them, and even though he sees each one of them, he knows the name of each one of them. And if he knows of all those millions and billions of stars out there, surely he knows about your individual life goes on to verse 27 and this is where the question comes where he begins to say and why do you say oh Jacob remember Jacob and Israel represents the two main groupings of the tribes of the children of Israel and he says why do you say oh Jacob and complain oh Israel my way is hidden from God or from the Lord my cause is disregarded by my God now put that in plain English what God is saying there he said why are you my children saying in your heart and in your mind, why is everything just escaping God? Why is he clueless about what's happening in my life? Why does it seem like God just doesn't really care about what's happening to me? What's going on in my individual life? He said, why would you question that? Why would you ask that? And then in verse 28 says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He said, I'm not exhausted. I'm not taking a break. He said, I, I don't grow weary. I don't get uh, tired. And he said, 
if you tried to comprehend what I can comprehend, it would blow your mind. You can't fathom it. Verse 29 says, He, God, gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary. I sometimes question that when I'm outside playing with my grandkids. They love to play. You know, you think that uh, kids love toys and stuff you know and so at our house we got you know we've got four wheelers and we got uh, cars and different things for the kids to play and so on Sunday they'll say can we play cops and robbers and Gigi you're the cop and we're the robbers now catch us boom there they go and for about the next hour we're chasing and we get through and I haven't got a dry stitch on my body and they're going let's play some more I'm thinking, I don't know if God's got this right about youth don't grow tired or youth grow tired and weary. I don't think they do. But even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. What's God trying to do in these scriptures to the children of Israel, to you and I today? He's trying to get us to see a whole new perspective that no matter what we're facing in the storms of life, no matter what obstacles are coming against us, God has a point of renewing us and giving us the power to press on. He's there to bring a victory in our life. And I want you to understand two basic principles that God reveals to us. The first one is this. We need to understand that we are not alone. We have a helper. Whatever storms you're facing in life, no matter what you're going through, God is saying to you, you are not alone. I am there to help you in the midst of whatever you're going through. I took that moment to take just a, a little look at where he's talking about the stars of the sky. And he says that uh, even though there's millions and billions of them out there, that they're each just individually, he placed them out there and he knows each one of them by name. And God is doing that to say to you and I today that he knows every individual life. He knows what's going on in your life and he knows your name and he knows what's happening in your life. He knows what struggles you're facing, what storms have hit you. He understands all that. Nothing escapes God's attention. It's our attention. And so if you're struggling in life and maybe you got some issues with your family, God knows about that. Maybe you got some issues that's going on at work. God knows about that. Maybe you got some physical problems that's happening to you in your physical body. God knows about that. In the scripture, it says that he sits enthroned upon the circle of the earth and he's letting us know that he's there looking upon every aspect of everything that's going on in my life and in your life. What that means is you are not alone. God is totally aware. God, you know, God likes to hear from us and he loves to hear our prayers and for us to express how we're feeling in life. But before we ever speak a word, he already knows everything about it. Nothing escapes his tension. So we need to understand that we are not alone and that we do have a helper. And this helper understands totally everything that's going on in our life. It's not like he's got a, a little bit. You know, sometimes people will say, you know, pastor, pray for me. I'm going through a struggle in my life. I've got problems with some family situations. I've got some problems with my health. I've got some problems with my job. And maybe that's all I know. That's all that they've told me. But you can tell God that and he knows every intricate detail of every struggle that you have faced and what you're going through right now. 
So you're not alone. You have a helper. God is totally aware of everything that's going on in your life. And he also wants us to know that God has total power to change everything in your life. You see, in these scriptures, he mentions about how that there can be rulers. And he's mentioned this to the children of Israel at that point in their life, what they were facing. He said, I I know all about the rulers. I have planted them. I know when they take root. But he said, I can just blow and everything changes. Everything changes. I was uh, looking out the uh, garage door yesterday and a strong wind came. And just as I was looking out there, it seemed like everything was just calm and still. And then all of a sudden, it was like, whew, and it was like the leaves that were just laying there on the ground as everything went into a whirlwind and filled the garage. <laughs> it's amazing how they find places like that to land, isn't it? And when they get there, they stay there. They don't leave. But they just, all of the moment, and just the wind blowing, everything dramatically changed. Matter of fact, it was, uh, I think it was last week, uh, Joyce was gone somewhere in the garage, which just had leaves that were blown in there. And I thought, I'm going to make it look a lot better when she drives back in. So I got out there and I swept all the leaves out. I was trying to make sure there was no particle of leaf left. Left it all, I got it all out there. I thought, man, that looks good. And then all of a sudden, whew, and all those leaves came right back in. I say that to say that that's how God says things can change in our life. We can look at what we're facing in life and think, Man, how am I going to ever get past this? How's everything going to ever come together for me? But God's saying in his word that I understand how things come together and I understand how to change things. So God's trying to get us a principle to understand that wherever we are in our life, we are not alone and he is there to help us and he can help us with his great power. We need to understand not only that we are not alone and that God is there to help us, but we also need to understand that God has a better hope for us. It's not that God just wants us to come, al- or come along to us in our life and just kind of help us struggle and limp along, but God has something better for us. I want you to look here at this uh, last part of these scriptures that I read and understand that there is a dramatic change. In verse 29, he said, he gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. But look at verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord... This is where he's trying to get across to you and I that no matter where you are in your life, he has a better hope. Sometimes we try to just have enough hope to survive, right? Matter of fact, I just feel like God's speaking to me that some of you are in that mind state right now. You're just in the mindset of I'm just trying to survive. But God's got a better hope. He wants to take you from surviving to thriving. You see, in your scriptures, the, verse 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord, he will renew your strength, give you that power to press on. And notice the expression that he used there. They, those who, who are the they? It's those who put their hope in the Lord. They will soar on wings like eagles. Notice there, he didn't say you will run with the turkeys. But he said you will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not be faint. What the Lord is telling us is that his plans for us is not a plan to just survive, but to thrive. Not to just limp along, be able to run along in our life. So God is telling us that he has given us the power and has the power available to us for us to soar and not to collapse underneath the storms and the pressures of life. You know, when he makes that uh, expression about soaring like the eagles, 
And uh, my grandkids have asked me, I've got uh, several different eagle figurines. Uh, many, many years ago, I just kind of got... Uh, just fascinated by eagles and how that they can soar and just how that they seem to represent bravery and fearlessness and how that uh, no matter what's going on on the earth, they're just up there just soaring alone. And so I got kind of interested in eagles. I love anytime I go to a zoo, I, if they got eagles, I want to see the eagles. My grandkids know that and they, they love to uh, come to my office and they want to talk to my eagles. So I have to have an eagle voice. I don't know how that turns out, but anyway. But I love eagles and what they represent. And I've studied about different things about eagles and have been to some of the zoos as they talk about eagles. And one of the things that I have come to realize about eagles that when the storms, that truly storms hit us in life, what eagles do is they begin to get underneath the winds of the storms of life and the winds and the storms of life lift them up to a higher level. And so as we can look on this earth, things may be in a whirlwind, things may be just flying here and there and seemingly out of control, but an eagle is up here just soaring alone. An eagle has found how to let the storms of life lift them up higher. And I believe in this expression that when the Lord talks about all that the children of Israel have been going through and then he begins to express that if they would just put their hope in him, that they would soar like the eagles, the Lord is saying, I want you to change things and not see everything as a setback, but see the things that have come into your life as a set up. A set up to bring something better in your life, something to bring you to a greater height in your life. Basically, the Lord is saying here that I want when the storms of life to come for you to learn how to let those storms of life lift you higher so that you can soar instead of being swept away. You see, in the storms of life, they can either knock us down or they can lift us up. It's all about how we look at it. Whether we look at the storms of life as a setback or a set up, for something better what God has for us in our life. And so God wants us to understand that he has a better hope for us. And you know what? A lot of times the hope that God has for us is a lot better than what we have for our own personal selves. It's not to survive, but it's to thrive. And you know, when we're just in that state of just trying to survive, it's a hard, to get, hard to get our mind set on thriving, isn't it? But you know, I've seen a lot of people that if you just really talk to them, they'll say, you know, I... I'm just trying to survive through it. But when you really, when you look at the circumstances and what they have dealt with and how they have handled it and how they have really stepped up on top of things, what they don't realize is they are thriving. And what they're dealing with at that point in their life, God has caused them to have a mindset that has allowed them to thrive instead of just surviving. And so when you look at these scriptures, the Lord is letting us know he's got a power to cause us to soar, not collapse. He's given us the power to cause us to run and not fall to defeat. God doesn't, he brings storms in our life, but it's not storms in our life just to defeat us and cause us to feel like we've been beaten down. But it's always a setup to bring something better in our life. It might be a better attitude in life. It might be better circumstances that God's wanting to bring in our life by lifting us higher. It might be that God just wants us to see things differently or learn a lesson. But God always has a, a reason for each storm that he brings in our life. And those storms are not to set us back, but they're to set us up for something higher in our life. I want to ask you to just to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment as they come to get a song ready. I haven't spoken to anybody 
But as I was studying for this lesson, God just seemed to be speaking to me to allow some opportunity that somebody might have a testimony of a struggle in their life and how that God has lifted them higher or they need prayers for lifting higher. And so we're going to go in the invitation, but during this invitation, if you just feel like God has put something on your heart to share with us about a storm in your life that you've gone through or are going through that can be an encouragement to somebody else, God wants to use you, then I want to invite you to just come during this invitation, take my hand and say, Pastor, I think God wants to say something through me. And it may be the storm that you're going through in your life. Maybe it's you've seen how God has allowed you to soar. Maybe it's just God has allowed you to learn how to see things a little bit differently. But if God has spoken to you through this message, and through the storm that you've been going through in your life, and he's got a word for you to share that will minister to this congregation, I believe that might have been what God was speaking to me. So as we go in this invitation, where this invitation is an opportunity for you to come, and if you're in a storm and you just need to come and pray and kneel at these altars and ask for God to give you that strength and that power to be able to press on, then you come. If you feel like God has put into your heart a, a testimony about where you are or where you're going in life that can be an encouragement to somebody else, then I invite you to come and just say, Pastor, I think I got a word to share this morning. But whatever God speaks to your heart, you respond to him. And I believe God's going to bless you for that. Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, I'm not asking for folks to raise their hands because, Lord, this morning you just spoke to me to give an opportunity that somebody may have a testimony that they can share that can be an encouragement to someone else about what you've done in their life, whether it's changed their circumstances or whether it's whether you've given them power to press on or changed their attitude about things. Lord, whatever it may be that can be an encouragement to someone else that's going through a storm in life, through a struggle, that just needs to know that I can be renewed in my strength. I can press on. That that same power that, that lives in Jesus, that rose him from the grave, is the same power that lives inside of me today. And that same power, if it raised Jesus from the grave, I can imagine that those disciples, when Jesus was crucified on that cross, that was a major setback to them. Everything that we had hope in has been wiped out, it's been taken away from us. But when that third day came and Jesus arose from the grave and they experienced the reality that the tomb was empty and they experienced him walking in the upper room, they found out that that setback was really a setup for something better. When they began to not only see that Jesus did miracles, but they could do miracles, they realized that something had changed dramatically. What I'm telling you this morning is that no matter what you're going through in your life, that same power that lives in Jesus lives in you today, lives in me today. And whatever setback you've experienced may just be a setup for something better that God has for your life. Just open yourself up to Him and let Him be the hope that you're trusting in. Lord, I pray, God, that in this invitation, if there's someone that's just struggling in a storm of life and just needs some prayer, God, I pray that they'll just step out of that pew and come kneel and some others, some others will come around them and pray for them. But Lord, if there's someone that's maybe experienced something or maybe has had something change in their life, that they can share a testimony that will encourage and strengthen somebody else, Lord, I pray that you'll just nudge them on to do that today. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise and honor and glory for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.